Right, it's bed night time again. So, are you sitting comfortably? Yes! Um, stop sitting, lie down. Are you <laughs> lying comfortably? <laughs> You're literally looking at me. Yes, I know, but is it comfortable? <laughs> yes. Excellent. Okay. Um, right, we're going to have a Uplo Bob tonight. Again. I have researched it. So, <laughs> I should warn you now. This episode may contain minor historical accuracies and dung. <laughs> right. Um, now, Bob was a euplocephalus of the late Cretaceous period. Oh, you are joking me. Hold on, let me just... Um... Close the window so the annoying lawnmower can't ruin everything. Who starts mowing their lawn as the sun goes down? They mow their lawn all the time. Daily. It's very neat and clear and tidy. Maybe they keep looking at ours and wondering when we're going to do ours. I guess they're prompting us. It'll take some time. I haven't got a lawnmower. Right. Um, anyway, you plow Bob. You just have to get a herbivore as a pet. Indeed. <laughs> nibble the In fact... This is the very topic at hand. Ooh. Bob and Fam had been wandering to what? Don't you, look at me like that. I'm down with the kids, in it, wickety wick. <laughs> yo, safe bro, sif, what's it? Down with the wickety wick, wick, yo. Yeah. I don't know any Jam hot. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Is that really what they say these days? Uh, that's what all the kids say, in it. Wickedy wick, yo. Wickedy wick, yo. <laughs> that's anyway. Wick. Yes. You be cray cray. Stop <laughs> along that line. <laughs> cray cray and other similar <laughs> sayings, indeed. <laughs> Right, stop giggling and settle down. <laughs> I am. This story is about Euplo Bob. Now, Bob and Fam were all Euplocephaluses who um, wandered as a pack, scouring the steppes and plains of their very plain and open land, looking for more and more food. To be honest, they left a trail of destruction a mile wide. However, plants were hardy, and still are, and often survived despite being chewed to bits. This is good news for the rest of us. Bob's diet was particularly dull. There were only a few big shrubs to be found, and although it was quite good fun to wear them like dresses and scamper around pretending they were tutus, <laughs> You had to eat them at some point, and usually, after you'd worn them for half an hour or so, they became almost inedible. So it kind of ruined the fun of the whole tutu dancing malarkey. Also, he seemed to be the only one doing it, which slightly put him uneasy, um, especially when all the other rest of the herd walked away from him the moment he started dancing. To this day, he still does not know quite why they keep walking away, but none of them seem to want to dance with him. 
Alright, two things. First of all, I notice he's gone from madly running about in a bush to organised running about in a bush. Yes, well, it crept up on him slowly. What can I say? And once you've worn a tutu once, you never go back. And second of all, to this day... Well, to, to this day in the story. <laughs> to this day, millennia ago. <laughs> it wasn't a... Give or take a day. Millions of millennia. Millions of millennia, was it? Hundreds of thousands of millennia. Yeah, we wouldn't want to overdo it. Let's not exaggerate. Right, so Euplobob was a curious dinosaur in many ways, as you will be well aware by now. Yes. One of the things that constantly sparked his curiosity was how the world worked. He didn't quite know why, but his diet, being dull, made him think. It made him think about what it would be like to have less dull stuff in his diet, and also where he might find such things, and why there wasn't more creatures, uh, weren't more creatures, sorry, on the plains, and why indeed there weren't more plants. Try just eating the cake. Mm. He did try various things. He tried mud, which was very dull indeed and very slightly gritty. He tried rocks, which were incredibly gritty and quite tough. Although, when you ate small rocks just before you ate your meal, it passed through quicker. This whole like the wrong way round. This whole idea of passing through gave him lots to think about. He tried passing in various ways. In fact, he became known for flinging his dung quite far. (laughs) This did not have the effect he thought it might. Instead of being joined by his big brothers and sisters, if anything, they gave him more room. Mad. What were they? And why wouldn't they join in? He didn't get it. Anyway, one day, having been left far, far alone by his family, who kept on stomping far, far away and moving in another direction to him every time he came near them, especially when he turned to look at the horizon. I don't quite know why, thought Bob, but they don't seem to want to see my back end very pretty back end. I don't know what they've got against it. (laughs) He found himself wandering off. In fact, what he found was, and he'd discovered this before, he was pretty sure he was the only Euplocephalus who actually bothered to discover this. He found slippery stuff which he called water. Mm. Now, all the others knew to drink it, but Bob knew what it was. It was not mud. (laughs) Now, this not mud stuff was particularly slippery, not at all gritty when you ate it, very difficult to hold in your mouth, (laughs) and didn't really fill you up, not in any meaningful good way. In fact, if anything, if you ate too much of it, you ended up feeling quite ill. And sometimes it came out the front instead of the back. (laughs) 
He was going to experiment more with this, but it was quite a disturbing process, so he thought he'd wait till he was feeling particularly good before he tried it. That'll help, he thought. <laughs> anyway, this water went on for miles and miles, seemingly without end. Go on. How long is a Euplocephalian mile? Um, about three days' walk. And how long is that as a Euplocephalus? Well, Euplocephaluses are about two metres long, so you do the math. Right, two metres, I mean, if they're whole I body. haven't given you enough information. They... Give me more information! They plod at a rate of approximately uh, four miles an hour, which is about walking pace for humans. <coughs> However, they can go up to about eight, whereas we can hit 12. Go on. First of all, Euclidocephaluses are capable of outrunning humans when they properly lumber. Second of all... They can outlumber a human? Yeah. Okay, right. Second so that puts all, them at what, 20 miles an hour? On full uh, lumber? By outlumber, I mean trying to crash into them <laughs> and triple their legs. Okay. Uh, but... If they can move at double speed when they really want to, technically a mile has a massive varying length in you place there for you. Why are we doing this? Get on with the story. Yeah, Bob hasn't discovered time or <laughs> measurement yet. Those things will come later because he is, after all, a very curious creature. Mm. However, we looked out at this vast distance that looked... What was the word for it? Like it didn't stop. There must be a word for this. Endless? Like it went on forever and ever, as if there was no end to it. Totally stopless. Without behind! Non-finite. There's no end. It must be without behind. Behindless. <laughs> and looking at this vast stretch of behindless water, something <laughs> caught his eye. Now, his eyes were not great, so when I say something caught his eye, actually something flashed across the water at him. Ooh, that's a bit odd, thought Bob. It's kind of flashy. What he didn't realise is, while he was searching for more flashes... He had actually stepped into the water and was gently trotting across it. Hmm, I wonder what's going on, he thought. And he heard, he could swear, music from the other side, like he'd heard before from his long-nosed, long, back-of-the-head, um, bipedal friends. Peter told him the name of them. And I've completely... Hadrosaurs, that's the ones. Also known as Parasaurolophus, but I don't think he specified. I think we did. I think we said Parasaurolophus last time. Well, I tried to say it. It's quite hard to say Parasaurolophus. How would Bob say it? Parasaurolophus. Anyway, um, so... He's sure it sounded like the trumpeting that he'd heard before, which is... Let's face it, just amazing, wonderful music. Totally hit <laughs> jazz, man. It's frothing. Ah. 
I can supply real life sound effects, you know? <laughs> Amazing. It was just like he'd heard it before. Sweet, sweet music. You sound like an injured Wookiee. Thank you. Anyway, Bob could hear it. He could see things. In fact, when he looked really closely, squinted through one eye, jumped slightly to the left and hopped his neck around a bit, he could swear he could see the top of trees or something, and something that looked a bit like a hill. He continued trotting. By now, he'd worked out that he was actually walking on water. Well, not quite on water. In fact, it was getting slightly deeper. It had gone from the bottom of his feet to not the top of his feet. He must work out words for these things at some point. Anyway, as he continued trotting... The not top. The not top, yes. <laughs> as, he, as he continued trotting, it got deeper and deeper, but the sounds became louder. If anything, he could hear other sounds <coughs> crashing and kind of swaying and sounds of other creatures. Maybe that can't be right, thought Bob, because you only get one pack at a time. You couldn't possibly have parasaurolophuses right next to, I don't know, ceratopsins or anything like that, could you? Ceratopsins? Ceratopsoids. Ceratosaurs. No, um, <laughs> ceratopsinoids, ceratopsinuses, cer, cer, them. That is exactly the, how Bob would describe. The big, the big, the big things that weren't like him. <laughs> the, the flat-headed, spiky-nosed ones that weren't proper ankylosaurs at all. <laughs> anyway. Bob's wonder grew and grew, and as the water came up to his neck, he made a choice and decided, I can swim. Now, this was not true at all, but luckily, Bob never needed to find out, because as far as he was concerned, he was swimming, when actually, he was just paddling very <laughs> deeply. And then the water started getting lower. It had been hours, but by the end of the morning, Bob had crossed the miles and miles, that's euplocephalus miles, of water without behind and got all the way to the behind other side. So it's not without behind. It's not without behind at all. It is just big. So wow. it's without behind with a behind. It's behind the behindless. <laughs> mm. This is mad. <laughs> As he approached, Bob saw something that made his heart leap and his mouth make odd kind of chomping motions that he wasn't entirely in charge of. What? On the land, he could see his normal food, and about a hundred other types of food, 
including trees and shrubs and bushes that he'd never seen before, flowers that were different colours than he'd ever seen, and oddly, quite a few animals. Oh, no. Hmm. Maybe they've all stopped for a party, thought Bob. <laughs> How strange, but it does look juicy, went his jaw as he clonked it together. I wonder why it's doing that, he thought, as he made chewing motions. <laughs> oh, oh, look. Oh, that looks oh delicious. Oh, mm. oh, he couldn't help himself. He started eating the water. It nearly made it come out the front end. He was not happy with this idea. <laughs> Didn't stop him doing it. He just registered that he was unhappy doing it. Eventually, he got to the other side when another ankylosaur, very much like him, but clearly not a euplocephalus, said, Where have you come from? Behind, said Bob. The other ankylosaur turned around. Oh, thought Bob, and turned around too. <laughs> he proceeded to have a match of dung throwing. This apparently didn't please the other ankylosaur, who muttered something loud and incomprehensible as it scampered away. Oh, thought Bob. Note to self, dung throwing not appreciated. Oh, well. He's an explorer in the new world, and that's his first note to self. Yep. He crossed a little further in, and everywhere he looked were different types of interesting plant. He chomped on some flowers, he nuzzled in some gorse bushes, he found some really big leaves that were actually a little bit sickly sweet. Go on. I would just like to point out that in, I think, the first episode, you put what might be called a teaser in for Bob learning other languages, because you said we might find out Bobolina's actual name. How long would that take, do you think? 150 stories? I do not know. It, it certainly requires some of us listening to our own stories and finding out what we said in the spur of the moment that we might not remember now. So, um... Well, the great thing is we can literally have an instant replay. Mmm... However, we've done lots of stories since then, so I might have to spend a day or two actually researching what I said. Instant Sorry. replay. Hi, I'm Dad. <laughs> I can't say well. <laughs> anyway, tuck down you. I am tucked down. No, you're not. You're rolling and lolling and slightly giggling. <laughs> I'm lolling in the curtain. I'm tucked under the curtain. Anyway... So after the dung episode, the next creature Bob came across, Bob decided not to poop on them. <laughs> I'll be civilised, he thought. I will not poop until asked to. Maybe I can work it into the conversation. The next creature he met had a huge crest. And on this crest was a massive hole in the middle. And around it, a kind of an, an arch... It was big, like Bob. In fact, its head was slightly higher up than Bob's. And it kept on trying to go for the slightly higher up food exactly where Bob was eating. 
Hello, said Bob. Move. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Bob. Move. <laughs> um, hello, move. Don't tell me to move. Move. <laughs> Bob was getting confused. He thought he understood the language. It didn't sound quite like his, but it seemed that this creature was telling him, move! Oh, you want me to move? Move! At that point, the creature lowered its head, put its crest towards Bob, and gently, but quite firmly, threw him slightly out of the way, and proceeded to munch the flowers that Bob had been munching on. Um, Bob considered dung throwing. Are you from round here? It was a stupid question, he realised the moment he'd said it. The creature stopped chewing for a few seconds, looked at Bob and said, Isn't everyone? What are you, stupid? <laughs> and then went back to chewing. Uh, OK, thought Bob. Good first impressions. No, let's see if I can make it up with this one. Right. Is that tasty? said Bob. <laughs> the creature at this point seemed to think something even less of Bob because it looked at him, its eyes narrowed, and it said, You are stupid. Go away or I'll ram you. <laughs> ram me? At which point the creature lowered its head and thundered towards Bob. Bob did not need to wait to find out what would happen, because it had happened last time, and he didn't want to be thrown in the air, so he deftly ran backwards. Unfortunately, he also let go the dung he was holding onto as he did it. Slightly sliding in his own dung, he heard somebody squeal from behind him. Ew! Is that any way to introduce yourself? Oh, I'm terribly sorry, said Bob, turning around and letting loose some more dung, which hit the large creature square in the crest. Oh, that's disgusting, it said, and thundered away. Oh, no. A smaller, quieter, and possibly female creature said, Ah, oh, ooh, and wiped her face on the various flora and fauna around her. Oh, this is gross. Who are you? Why, do, why would you do that where you eat? You go out to sea or you find a bulb patch where we've all eaten before, like anyone else. What are you, uncivilised? Oh, my goodness. Oh. And also, what kind of creature are you? What happened to your crest? Or are you one of those big, low-horned ones? What on earth? Your horns have rubbed down. What have you done? Rolled in the mud? <laughs> This barrage of questions took Bob by surprise, so he turned around and looked the creature square in the face. Or tried to. It had quite an odd face. Every time he looked in one eye, he had to move to the other side to look in the other eye. The face was pointed in the middle, but quite long. What's that on your mouth? 
asked Bob. Have you splashed rocks or something? It opened its beak. What are you talking about? You've got a weird mouth, said Bob. It's a beak, thank you very much. <laughs> a beak. And what's one of those? With my mouth. Who are you to talk, anyway? Look at you, you lumbering great oaf. And you haven't got horns or anything. You don't look anything like the ankylosaurs we've got round here. Well, you've got ankylosaurs. Deeprocephalus have beaks. They're just not as pronounced. Mm, well, this one was very pronounced. In fact, this one went beyond the creature's eyes and behind its head. So it made a kind of triangular shape. So its face was a wedge. May I just ask which creatures are these? Ah, that's Bob's next thought. Oh. What kind of creature are you? I'm a Leptoceratops, obviously. And you seem to be some kind of ankylosaur. You've but done not your of, research. Indeed. But not of the kind that I've seen round here. The creature rose up slightly. Ooh, said Bob, looking at its long, slender body rising in the air. Its frilled, slightly sail-like tail. And its teeny tiny dinosaur hands. Have you got Tyrannosaurus hands? No, no, not at all. Show me. No, I will not show you, said the creature, and immediately dropped back to the floor, turned around and started scuffling through the undergrowth. Can you raise yourself? Oh, come back. Come back. I don't even know your name. Lara, cried the creature. Bob ran after Lara and found a whole pack, much like Lara. Which one of you is Lara? He called to the nearest three. All three looked up. One was quite small. One was quite large, larger than he remembered. And the one in the middle said, Oh, it's me. Why are you here? Why are you bothering us? Go find your own food. And they all stuck their head to the floor and started mowing the lawn. You need a herd of Why are you mowing the lawn? said Bob. Doing what? Oh, it's a phrase that's just popped into my head. I'm sure it'll become popular one day, said Bob. Why are you eating all the ground shrubs? Do you not want one of these bushy ones next to you? Lara tried to raise her head to eat one of the bushy ones next to her. Bob could see the strain as she twisted her entire body and tried to grab it with what looked like a front claw, but it didn't seem to want to do anything. <laughs> if anything, it was more like a front hoof. <sighs> said Lara and fell on her side. Oh, great, I can see your claws now. Ah, interesting. <laughs> your front paws don't seem to open or close. Don't look at them, said Lara, clearly in emotional distress. Anyway, where are we, said Bob? And and are you all uh, leptoceratops? Leptoceratopsins, and yes, we are, answered Lara's 
bigger sister. What's your name? What's your name, said Bob. I'm Lara, said the big one. (laughs) Bob could feel his head begin to hurt. He looked at the little one. What's your name? Lara, said the little one. Bob's head really hurt. What do I call you? He said to the one in the middle. Oh, just call me, I don't know, Lara Midia or something. Lara Midia. No, said Bob, that name will never stick. What's a Lara Midia? Mm, that's for you to find out one day. Oh, I need to know your favourite Anyway, Google. no, you need to tuck down for bed. Oh, this is ridiculous. Anyway, no, 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 I'll just call you Lara and the other one can be Big Lara and Little Lara. I don't like little Lara. Wee Lara? Not at the moment, thank you. I'll go later. <laughs> Scotty! Uh, Mini Lara? Ooh, I like that, said the little one. Mini Lara. Excellent. What about big... And Big Lara. Do you mind Big Lara? Major. Big Lara looked at him with the eyes of absolute stupidity. Did you call me? Yes, Big Lara, said Bob. Okay. Oh, I thought you were sticking through an ant pattern. Anyway, clearly, thought Bob, the person to talk to is Lara, Lara, not the others. Could you tell me more about this place, said Bob. I've walked ages across the liquid and... The liquid, said Lara... You crossed the sea. Um, the what? The water, the giant water, like a river, but bigger, without behind, said Lara. Oh, yes, I did, said Bob. I crossed the behindless. I came from behind the behindless. He grinned. Aren't I good? <laughs> Lara did not entirely trust him, but it did seem to be quite an impressive feat. Can you show me? she said. He tried showing her. They walked back towards Bob's home, away from the lush vegetation with so many creatures bustling around, across the quiet water, until Lara, who was smaller or at least lower than Bob, found she was out of her depth. I can't cross many more she said. Just jump on Bob. You could ride on my back, said Bob. Not likely. Oh, said Bob, but I'd like to take you to meet my family. We don't know each other. Well, she said, clearly slightly infuriated. And with that, she swished her tail, which was quite wet for Bob, in the water, and walked back. Oh, thought Bob, a new friend, moderately sized Lara, middle (laughs) Lara, Lara Midiot, no, that'll never stick, Um, Lara, 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 and I just, I can't show my family, no one will ever believe me. And then he remembered that he had found a place with food galore, that was luscious, 
that his family didn't know about. Maybe, ooh, maybe I should tell them, thought Bob, tomorrow. You're scratching your chin. Or maybe next morrow. <laughs> or, or maybe when I'm really bored or they think I'm stupid. Future morrow. Future Bob will enjoy this. And he invented a new tense. In the future, which is not like right now. Is forward. Uh, not now, obviously, because I said that a while ago. It's like forward, Not now. But... Oh, Bob's brain began to hurt again. <laughs> forward. He thought more about future and other tenses as he wandered back home. The future is when things you've eaten grow back. Belly full. New friend found. New land found. New food found. <laughs> and all secret to himself. What a good day, thought Bob. Although, when he got home, even though his family showed him some interest and didn't run away just in case of dung throwing, he didn't feel at all like explaining. Instead, he found a nest, nestled, and went straight to sleep. Right, now I have two points. Mm. First of all, I forgot the first point. Okay. Second of all, he just nestled in a nest. Yes. Was it mating season? Because if so, that could have been awkward for someone's eggs. Uh, probably not, because otherwise they'd have chucked him out. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Oi, go find your own nest. Anyway, you. <laughs> that was a lovely, delicate, sleep-worthy end, slightly ruined by cackling and questions. So, can you... And the you... term freelanger. <laughs> yeah. So... Tuck down. Night, night. Oh, I remember the first point. Mm-hmm, go on. There was no bonking. No, not one comedy clonk. There was uh, well, there was, there was minor bob throwage. Yeah, and there was nearly one when he got charged. Oh, and he got shoved out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, bob shovelage and chargeage and not much bob throwage. Dung throwage, though. <laughs> anyway, on that lovely note, I'm going to leave you to dream about dung. <laughs> night, night. See you in the morning. Tuck down. It's CPP. CPP. Coprolite Propel Projectile. <laughs> lovely. And on that note, enjoy your bed night. I'll see you in the morning. Night night. Love you. Wait, how long has this been? 35 minutes and counting. Ooh, nice and long. Tuck down. Well, they did discover the new world. Bed, night, sleep. I'm buzzing with energy. You mustn't be buzzing with energy. You must be buzzing with thoughts and knackered. This is going to be so confusing for the people listening. Just listening to us argue about who should be asleep. <laughs> you know what? 
I would imagine anyone listening has a similar battle at home. Yes. Tuck down. Night night. Love you lots. You there's the lardy girl commanding tone. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> Although he did say 35 and counting. So Thank you, Tiggs. <laughs> night night. Night night. Ow.